Welcome to the Why Your Bank Sucks podcast. My name is James Baca, and I'm here to tell you why your bank does, in fact, suck very much. As part of an ongoing effort to continue talking about things that are really crappy with banks, one of the things that I'm going to introduce in podcasts um, is going to be failed banking experiments. You know, there's going to be failed account types, failed credit cards, things that banks would want you to forget, and things that didn't really work so well. And working at Bank of America for 13 years, going into the broom closets and the storage closets of all the branches that I worked at, I can tell you there were a lot of things that were in those closets that um, were offered you know, to customers, but a lot of the things they want to forget because they didn't really work so well. Um, today's podcast is something near and dear to my heart because I, I really think it's the most hilarious of all of the promotions that Bank of America had done in the last 15 years. And although I wasn't um, working for the company when this account was offered, I will tell you there were remnants of this product in the fact there were promotional items. There were people who still had this account. And living where I do in the southwestern part of the United States, and I mean this goes for everywhere in the country, there's a lot of Hispanic Americans, a lot of Mexican Americans, a lot of you know, legal residents of the U.S. that have come from Mexico that would have liked this product. But I think the patronizing aspect of the promotion, and not to mention the giveaways that they had, doomed this from the start. So I'm going to give you my take on what I think about this product. Um, if Forgive me for laughing because I just think the stereotypes with this account were just enormous. Um, but this will be an ongoing series of podcasts within Why Your Bank Sucks that's going to talk about just funny things that the bank would probably want you to forget. So um, in about 30 seconds, stay tuned for a hilarious part of Bank of America's history in the middle part of the last decade. It was 2004 or so. So stay tuned 30 seconds. So today's podcast is going to be very interesting because I have a toy. I have something that I can play with while I do a podcast. I really don't know if you can hear my voice, but this is something that was given to customers at Bank of America. Okay, I'll stop. What that was, was a sound of maraca. And if you don't know what a maraca is then you probably don't listen to Caribbean or Latin music. It's a thing that looks kind of like a turkey drumstick. And on the inside of a hollowed out piece of wood, usually, there's things that make it rattle. It's kind of like a baby's rattle. So um, whenever I see a maraca, I think of, you know, good international music. But I also think tourism, and I'll, and I'll get to that in just a second. Um, but it's funny that I have this maraca and i also have a bank of america logo on it and i'll and i will discuss that um in length in just a moment but as you know my name is james baca i am the host of this podcast baca is a name that is originally from spain the full name was cabeza de vaca which means cow's head essentially um spaniards moved um you know on a ship across the water landed in what is now Mexico in the you know 1600s and Cabeza de Vaca was something that was around uh, for a long time a lot of people emigrated from um, Mexico you know 200 years ago 150 years ago as far as I know I'm sixth generation American 
Um, it's not like we're just right off the boat or right across the border. Um, I don't know of any descendants or any family members who live in Mexico. I've lived in the United States my whole life, New Mexico. I do have some family in Arizona, some in California, but other than that, we are here. Um, so Cabeza de Vaca became Baca, and as I mentioned, being of Mexican descent, I do consider myself Hispanic. Although I don't speak Spanish, I understand it. And working in a bank in this part of the world, Spanish is uh, quite frankly it is necessary in a branch. You do need you need do need to have that capability in order to effectively help a select chunk of people. Politics aside, it's really important to have that because you should have access to service when you need it, whenever you need it, and if a majority of your clientele has a difficult time speaking one language then you should accommodate them period end of story well now that i mentioned that you know we get to the fact that bank of america for the longest time including the hiring of myself has really prided itself on basically finding a way to cater to its hispanic clientele i really think that's important i think having a banker who can open an account in Spanish is key. Although I couldn't do it, they always hired bankers who could. And the one thing that I can tell you just from um, the perspective of my culture is I really do believe Hispanics and Mexican-Americans, for that part, are really trusting of banks and of doctors and lawyers. Although they're afraid of them, to be honest with you, I really feel once they build that rapport, they'll trust you with their life, you know. And that's something that was really big in my banking center and we always succeeded in having a great relationship with customers who were, um, you know, legal residents of another country. So in 2004, Bank of America, and I'm going to start to chuckle because I just really think that it's funny, um, decided, hey, we need to capitalize on this growing Hispanic market. We need to capitalize on something that um, caters to them. And, you know, I guess I wasn't there. I wasn't working there. But... You know, sitting in a boardroom, I could just imagine a bunch of people who have probably, you know, never bit down on a jalapeno, much less, you know, went to Mexico, just sitting around pitching ideas. Hey, what can we do for the Hispanics? You know, what's it, what's something that they do? You know, oh, they're, um, they like spicy food. Oh, okay, well, we can't do anything with food. Um. How about we make the debit cards green, white, and red? Uh, that's a good idea, but I don't know. We want to stick to one color card. Well, what do we do? Hey, don't they like to send money back home to their families? Yeah, they do. You know, a lot of people come here, you know, to our country for work. And they, they leave their families in Mexico. And what they do is they get paid every week. And then they'll go to Western Union or MoneyGram. And they'll send money... Um, you know, through those channels and they'll charge a fee. Well, damn, that's a good idea. What can we do? What can we do to get those people? The, mar the maraca goes off. The light bulb goes off. What if we offer a way to have them transfer money to a bank down there and the only thing that they'll have to worry about is, of course, keeping a minimum balance, but they'll be glad to charge, you know, get charged a monthly fee because it's so expensive to send Western Unions a MoneyGram. That's a great idea. So what should we call it? And now I can imagine just the ponderance of, you know, what can we call this account? You know, can you call it the muy caliente account? The very hot account? Can you call it the chicken con queso account? I mean, the stereotypes are rampant 
whenever I think of just people sitting in a boardroom and you know, I, I would take offense at just the way that the conversation would be had to just even think about this, even if they hired a marketing firm to say, hey, how can we get those Hispanic people? Um, I just think the conversation that would be had would be so offensive to the average Hispanic person that it just makes me chuckle. I was like, this, this, you know, I don't want to say racism, that's a harsh word, but it's just hilarious how lame it was. So they came up with Nuevo Futuro Checking, which um, in English is, you know, New Future, um, which is not much of a name. It's the New Future account. I mean, what the hell does that mean? And what's the new future that Hispanics are taking over the world? What's the new future? Um, money's going to be leaving uh, the country. And, and that's what I don't get. Like those two just random Hispanic words put together. And all of a sudden Bank of America had an account that they were offering uh, to the people who like listening to maracas apparently. Now first of all, let me just get to the maraca part because I don't want to be shaking this thing. Um, Maracas, although they are prevalent in Latin and Caribbean music, and, you know, it's something that you'll see occasionally when you go into, like, a Mexican restaurant or someplace where it shows Mexican culture, I don't, you know, we don't have maracas in our house, typically, you know, we don't have, you know, musical instruments that are only, you know, for Latins in our house, unless we're musicians, so the only time I would see maracas would be when I would go to Mexico as, you know, a kid and I was a tourist. I wasn't there for any reason other than to go shop or go eat. And, you know, we'd go to the place where, you know, all the people from Texas would go, you know, people who speak English and say y'all and have big blonde hair and everything, places where they would feel comfortable. And, of course, the shopkeepers would try to sell them just crap. You know, they would sell them, you know, big giant sombreros that say Mexico on them. They would sell them, you know, magnets or wood carved, you know, whatever. They would sell them bootleg CDs and cassette tapes. And maracas were something they would sell. So it would have, you know, the name of the town or the name of the state of Mexico. Just say Mexico on there. And maybe it was painted in red, white, and green. Or maybe it had the Mexican flag's eagle on there or something. I mean, these are things that I would see... And I would say, hey, that's touristy junk. Well, my mom and dad, whenever they took me when I was seven, bought this touristy junk. So we had a giant maraca in our living room for no reason whatsoever other than they just wanted to buy something, I guess. And that was my experience with maracas until about 15 years later when I started working for Bank of America. And I was told to get something from a storage closet. And I found this little guy, this little blue and black maraca that says... Bank of America Superación Constante, and it says Nuevo Futuro on the back, trademark. Of course, they filed the trademark for that, because God forbid, who would want to steal the new future checking account? And, you know, I just think it's hilarious that, you know, this conversation was had and this new account was made. So, trying to do my research for this podcast, I just found it just insane that I searched for Nuevo Futuro Checking, and I literally found three pages online that had any relevant information about the new future Nuevo Futuro checking account. And I I just found it hilarious. And the one thing that I immediately thought was I think Bank of America tried to scrub 
any mention or reference of the Nuevo Futuro account from their website and from any possible, you know, press releases or news releases that they had out there. Because usually if you type in Bank of America whatever, you're going to find a million pages about it. You're going to find nerd wallet reviews. You're going to find people talking whether they love something or hate something. I mean, that's just the way the internet works now. The internet's been around for 25 years, so there's millions upon millions of pages of things that you want to look at if you have a specific thing that you want to look at. But when searching for Nuevo Futuro checking account, I found three pages that had anything that anything to do with what I want to talk about with this podcast, which I thought would be the perfect podcast uh, to launch this with, you know, this, you know, dead types of accounts that banks have um, just because of my fam- familiarity with Bank of America working there so long. So they didn't scrub everything, Bank of America. Um, there was one press release for, I, I believe it was 2004's, um, it's like quarter three, or second quarter review of how much Bank of America earned in 2004. They earned $3.85 billion in 2004, by the way. You know, and, and the news release is still on Bank of America's website. I'm going to link to it in the podcast notes, and you could take a look at it and just search for the word Nuevo, N-U-E-V-O, and there's going to be a little blurb in there about the impact of um, the account, and it's it's basically just one or two sentences, but I'll read the whole paragraph to you right now. It says, in addition to the impact of the merger with Fleet, Fleet was a bank in the Northeast that Bank of America acquired. Um, The company continued to see strong benefits from organic growth as average deposits and loans grew significantly. Both credit card purchase volume and the average dollar amount per transaction increased. Good job. Debit card purchase volume increased as more customers moved away from writing checks. Congratulations, Bank of America. You've eliminated the paper check from your company. Home equity lines and balances increased. Growth in the Hispanic market continued to draw strength from the company's Nuevo Futuro checking account and SafeSend it's a remittance product that allows customers to send friends and family money to Mexico. Very weirdly worded sentence there. And one of the other pages that I found was for Ad Age, Advertising Age magazine, when it was talking about the gist of the article, and I'll link to it as well, is despite the fact that Hispanic people don't make a lot of money, um, Hispanic people send $20 billion a year back home to Latin America and half of that to Mexico. And in the second um, paragraph of the, of the article from Advertising Age by um, an author named Laurel Wentz, it says, um, linking services in mid-May, Bank of America breaks a TV, print, radio, and out-of-home campaign by Lopez Negrete Communications out of Houston to introduce Nuevo Futuro, New Future, Checking, a product aimed at recent Hispanic immigrants without bank accounts. Nuevo Futuro combines SafeSend, a two-year-old product for sending money to Mexico with a checking account and other services. And then it's there's a quote from Javier Palomares, who then, I don't know what the hell he is now, is Bank of America's Senior Vice President of Multicultural Initiatives. It sounds like a phony title, but that's neither here nor there. It says, about 60% of the time, we sell SafeSend, we also sell a brand new checking account. Now get this, okay, so that sentence right there, the only quote from Bank of America in that sentence is, hey, you know, anytime someone wants to send money to Mexico, we're going to let them send money to Mexico using our services because we're going to have affiliates down there. But when they're in the office trying to send money to Mexico, 
guess what? We're going to say, hey, we can give you this maraca and we can open a checking account for you. That way you can keep your money in here and then it's a lot quicker to be able to send that money whenever you do need it to Mexico. And it says 60% of the time that they sell safes and they sell a brand new checking account. So that means three out of five people got accounts that were open just for the sole basis of sending money to Mexico. And I'm fine with that. I know people who still send money to Mexico, although Bank of America has eliminated this product and has made it really difficult to send money to Mexico now. But 60% of the time they came away with a new account, which spoke of the quantity of accounts that they wanted back then, as opposed to what they view as quality, meaning, you know, huge deposits in the account. Bank of America at that time had three or four banks in Mexico that they sent money to. It was um, Bancomer, which is BBVA Compass in the United States. Um, Telecom Telegrafos was another one. I'm not really familiar with a lot of these uh, banks. But I, I just remember them from doing this particular product when I became a banker in 2011. So they what they would do is you would send money through Mexico, to Mexico, excuse me, and you would type in the account. Sometimes you would need to know the street of the branch that you were sending it to in Mexico. Um, and there was no fee. There was no fee for that. It was actually a really cool thing that Bank of America did because Western Union and MoneyGram just just gouge people with huge fees bank of america was offering this but it was kind of a quid pro quo it was just something that hey you know we'll do this for you how about you set up an account to make it easier that way you come in you have a debit card and that way we can do this a lot quicker the next time and these bankers were really successful at doing that i guess because you know 60 percent of the time they got a new account out of it so you know this was sold as a means of making it easier to send money to mexico a problem that was um, there at the time and still is now but you know the first part of the sentence of the paragraph here where it says in mid-may bank of america breaks a new campaign to introduce this account and it says a product aimed at recent hispanic immigrants without bank accounts now that's a very specific genre of you know account there so you say it's for hispanic people but it's not for all hispanic people then you're saying it's for immigrants, which is not everyone, obviously. It's a small sliver of people. But it says immigrants without bank accounts. Well, most immigrants probably don't have U.S. bank accounts until they actually get to the country. So they're ever trying to corner the market on the possibility that these folks would have accounts and maybe they would find the American dream, get a good job, and all of a sudden, you know, they have millions of dollars. And, hey, it was a good investment, sending money to Mexico every couple of you know, a couple of weeks for three years, and now they're ready to buy a house, and they're ready to get a credit card. I mean, this is the thinking at the time, and this is the total different, you know, way of thinking that Bank of America does now, is they don't think that way. They don't think about the long term. They're like, do these people have money now? Well, if they don't have money now, we don't want them, is basically what they're thinking now. The third and final article that I found about and it's not even so much an article uh, about Nuevo Futuro checking, is a blog um, by this person named Juan Torno. Um, and just his byline is helping businesses and ad agencies craft messages that will resonate with the Hispanic community. It's an old blog. It's nearly 15 years old. He has 31 followers. He probably hasn't updated in forever. I'll include it in notes as well. Um, but just seeing you know, that he was talking about serving the hispanic market you know for 
for banks to enter this market. And it just says, you know, a long history of catering to immigrants and especially the exploding Hispanic population in the Southwest. Um, it discusses Bank of America. It says, we'll have to live up to the level of service we provide to the Hispanic community and the rest of the U.S., says our friend Javier there. And it says, you know, bank strategies for attracting Hispanic customers often often starts with offering some type of remittance service. So it talks about Safe Send again. Uh, bank of America launches Safe Send uh, debit card, which family members in Mexico can use to withdraw money from a U.S. account for a $10 fee. In March, it also introduced Nuevo Futuro accounts, which waive monthly fees for customers who maintain Safe Send checking and savings accounts. So basically, it was a free account, a free package, if you set up this Safe Send debit card, which um, your family in Mexico can use for that $10 fee. And if you had checking and savings, the whole package that you have would be free at that point, which just seems really complicated. And it says the bundled accounts have helped to make Hispanics one-third of all new checking accounts open in the first half of the year. So Bank of America is really going for this. And I don't know how many of these maracas they were giving away, but you see that the, the their target was, hey, who who is an untapped resource? Well, Hispanics are. What about Hispanics who don't have accounts? That sounds like a great idea. And they were offering offering them a lot. They were offering them, here's a way to send money to Mexico. And you can send it for free. There's going to be a little fee for the debit card or whatever. As long as you keep your business with us, you have a checking and savings, um, you'll be able to send money, come into the bank, and a banker will be able to send money to wherever in Mexico you need to free of charge. As long as you have all three of those things. God knows how many millions of accounts they set up with that. Um, because this was 2004. This was a year and a half before I started working at Bank of America. And I wasn't a banker until several years later. But just reading how they're marketing this is kind of gross to me. And then the fact that the giveaways were maracas. I'm like, you know, did they have, you know, tortilla warmers? Did they? Ha what else did they have to give away? Because to me, as I mentioned, maracas are tourism. Maracas are something that not every Mexican-American home or Hispanic home has. So I was just thinking, this is the most stereotypical, just farce of a advertising campaign that I can ever just imagine in my brain. And I have a pretty crazy brain. So when you're offering something like that, you're really patronizing these customers. You're like, wow, I can't believe that they're giving away maracas. I mean, how offensive is that? You know, why don't you just give away, you know ponchos or you know jewelry with a lot of turquoise it was just such a stereotypical thing to give away so you know the fact that they sold so many people on a you know kind of an idea that hey you can send money to mexico if you do all these things and to give away such promotional items to me is offensive i mean you know if you're willing to do it out of the goodness of your heart just do it just call it whatever don't target it specifically for Hispanic people, you know, just call it the, the versatile account. You know, they used to have a versatile checking account with Bank of America, but just call it something to where, hey, guess what? You can send money internationally if you like, if you do this and that. Don't pigeonhole it to Hispanics because I wonder if this account was offered to white people because my thing is, you know, banks are talking about, well, we're, we're not discriminating and equal lending and blah, 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 blah. But if I am a Hispanic banker and, you know, uh, a white person from, you know, I'm going to pick a state in New England, you know, New Hampshire or Vermont, you know, comes to my banking center and, you know, someone who I know is not of Hispanic or Mexican descent, 
am I going to offer this account to him? How do I know he doesn't have a little vacation home? If What if he's a retiree? There's a lot of, you know, white folks from America who retire in Mexico. Jesse the Body Ventura, former Minnesota governor, someone who lives in Mexico off the grid because he doesn't, you know, want to live in the United States. It's cheaper and he's, um, you know, peace and quiet over there. So if I don't offer the Nuevo Futuro account and I'm not offering it to this man who potentially has a home in Cancun or something and I can send his own money to his own account in Mexico, why the hell would I not offer that? So all of a sudden, you're telling your bankers to stereotype people. And, you know, are you giving him a maraca? You're probably not. You're probably saying, hey, you want this basic account or you want this advantage checking. So I could only imagine the stress of bankers at the time to have to offer this product to where, of course, you know, managers aren't going to say it, but... Yeah, if that person looks Mexican, you should ask them if they have family in Mexico. I mean, if someone asked me, you know, James Baca, host of this podcast, hey, do you have a lot of family members in Mexico? I mean, I'm going to chuckle and I'm going to say, no, I don't, you know, but at the same time, that's pretty offensive. Like, you know, why why do I need to have family members in Mexico? Why is that um, intriguing news to someone? I don't ask someone, hey, do you have family members in North Carolina where Bank of America is at? I mean, I don't care. So it just opens up a whole series of questions that I can't believe bankers had to ask at that time. You think bankers ask personal questions now? Imagine asking someone, hey, yeah, you look kind of Mexican. Do you have Mexican people that live in Mexico to send money to them? What? (laughs) You know, that's the only thing that I don't understand about this Nuevo Futuro account is I don't know who thought of it, but... I honestly don't think it was someone who has had the problem of, hey, I can't send money to Mexico quick enough. What the hell do I do? I I really can't buy that, period. And, you know, what can I say other than I really think that it was a total miss for Bank of America because if I could only find one Bank of America branded article, you know, a press release for their um, earnings report in 2004 that even mentions Nuevo Futuro, and there's nothing else that I can find about it. Obviously, it's something that they're embarrassed about, or obviously, it's something that they don't want to talk about and they want to forget, you know, because I can find information about any other old account uh, with Bank of America, and I'm I'm doing this right now without pausing my podcast. I'm typing in my access checking, which was Bank of America's um, main checking account until they called it core checking about five years ago. There's 180,000 Google results for my access checking, which is the main checking account, which is free with a... Uh, direct deposit of 250 or more or a $1,500 balance. They changed the name. They eliminated the MyAccess account, called it the core checking account. But I can still find information and clarity statements for MyAccess checking. Why can't I find that for Nuevo Futuro? It's probably because they're embarrassed by it and they're embarrassed that they gave away these things. You know, someone probably lightened up Ken Lewis, the former CEO of Bank of America, and said, hey, yeah, um, that's pretty offensive to hispanic people right there you're giving them a musical instrument that's not even really mexican and you're giving to them as a as a thank you you know it's 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 offensive you're giving them something that just seems like it would be a stereotype and bank of america's nuevo futuro account just there's stereotypes all around it you know and yes people send money to mexico people did that all the time but the problem with that is is how to offer that. It's a very touchy subject, you know, because when you're a banker, you don't want to you don't want to ask deep dive questions about what about your family? Are you married? Do you have kids? 
Do you have retirement plans? You're already asking a lot of invasive questions. So whenever you're asking them about that, you're almost kind of asking them if they're legal to the U.S. You know, yeah, so do you have family in Mexico? Oh, you do? Yeah. Um, Did you just come from there? Did you just come from... Oh, oh, you did? Oh, okay. I would die if I asked that question. It's it's offensive to me. It, it it really truly is, and I can't believe that those questions are being asked. You know, and and all I can say is, you know, shame on Bank of America for having this thing. But it just makes me chuckle because of the overt stereotypes that it has in there. And in thirty seconds, I will wrap up uh, this podcast with uh, my thoughts on this failed bank experiment. So the long and short of it is quite simple. Bank of America's Nuevo Futuro account just got me rattled in the brain here, okay? I mean, the promotional items, the fact that I can't find any information online about Nuevo Futuro is just amazing to me. The fact that I only found one maraca and one pen, and I had maybe 50 customers when I started at Bank of America in 2005 that still had Nuevo Futuro told me that it was a failed experiment from the get-go, mainly because it was so damn offensive to you know people of Hispanic origin. And it was a total miss from Bank of America, and what can I say is I, I have a piece of Bank of America history that I will use against them at any point in time that I ever feel bad about Bank of America. I ever have a negative thought about them. I was like, no, they went low. They they were giving away stereotypical, you know, Hispanic and Mexican quote items, you know, to sell an account that was only specifically for one select group of Hispanic people, which were immigrants who may not have accounts. You know, in today's political culture, that would be offensive to someone who is on one side of the immigration debate saying, why are you offering something specific to people who aren't from this country? How come you're not offering something for um, us Americans who have been here a long time? You're, you're alienating those people too, by the way. And you know what? All people should be treated equal. There's there's no you know hot take with that. But you know, offer them just uniformed accounts. Whenever you're breaking them off into here's the Hispanic account, here's the college account, and they even had a senior checking account that I probably will get into in a future podcast as well. Um, you're stereotyping and you're just trying to kiss everyone's butt when you should just universally just find a way to try to please everyone. And the fact that if you waive their fees, if you have people in Mexico to send money to and had a checking and savings, that told me that you were kind of force feeding and overselling them stuff that they didn't need. So, you know, shame on Bank of America for that. I, I chuckle at the stereotypical promotional items. Although, in you know, kind of in hindsight, I'm like, wow, if someone was just that offensive to me, and I'm not even from Mexico, I'm from New Mexico, United States of America, I would be offended, and I rarely get offended like that. But in the future, we're going to have more of these podcasts, because I think they're a little bit more lighthearted. I don't want to be totally negative all the time. Uh, This one just had a racial undertone to it, which I really think needed to be addressed. But there are so many other products that banks have. There's so many. I'm still rattling here. There's so many products that banks have that should be discussed just because someone thought it was a good idea. And yeah, not so much. It wasn't that great of an idea. Things have been discontinued, you know, so many times working at Bank of America. And I know other places had it too. And Wells Fargo had one for overdraft protection that we're going to get into in this version of the Wire Bank Sucks podcast. 
So stick around with that. I will label these. That way you can look at them individually if you like. If you just want to see the, the funny things, the funny fails of banks. And going forward, um, I do want to just let it out there. Um, you may have noticed that there were a couple of commercial advertisements in the middle of this podcast. Folks, I want to continue doing this podcast. I need sponsorship. So um, these sponsors are integrated within the podcast. I'm going to try to make them as minimal as possible. The companies that are doing them are great companies. But at the same time, um, hey, I need to pay the bills too. So we're going to have this as well. If you have any interest of being um, a podcast sponsor, just email me at james at jab21.com. That's james at jab21.com. And I would be glad to talk about advertising your product on the podcast because I really think it's important. We have so many people listening to this, and I really want to let people know that this isn't just about Bank of America or this isn't just about me. This is about the clients that I really liked and cared about. And yes, there's humorous parts to how horrible banks can be. And there's going to be some deep dives, some serious discussions as well. And I really think that um, if you want to listen and be a part of that, please subscribe to our podcast, leave a good review. And for any sponsors out there, please contact me. I'd love to talk to you about how we can do business um, because I really think we got something good here. And it's going to be more than just maracas, folks. It's going to be really um, deep conversations about important topics all the time. But we'll have some fun every now and then because, you know what, I had fun working at a bank. And I always um, had fun giving um, the company I work for heck whenever I thought something was just lame. Um, so with that, thanks again for listening to this podcast. Um, the Nuevo Futuro account is one reason why your bank sucks. My name is James Baca. Follow me um, on Twitter at BankerSucksPod. Um, at bank screwed us is my running commentary about bank of america customer service issues Uh, my personal podcast um, excuse me my personal twitter handle is at james b is right and i got a couple of books coming out it's called bank of america nearly made me homeless and i work there soon to be on amazon there's going to be a book called beer money which is going to be banking for younger folks i don't want to call them millennials and then there's a book that's going to be uh just a kind of a hundred to 150 bank of america customer complaints that i've discussed with on twitter with a lot of my followers i think it's going to be an interesting book it's going to be very eye-opening too um so we've got some serious stuff we've got some fun stuff there but i'm all about the bank stuff and thank you so much for listening to my stuff my name is james baca and this has been why your bank sucks thanks so much everyone